Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fan the Flames football podcast. I'm your host, Ben Reynolds, and today we got another special recruiting episode. Later in the month, happened a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, we had the National Signing Day for the February Signing Day, and since then, I've been busy with a lot of things in life, been wanting to get back on and talk about the recruits. Today, we're going to talk about the high school and junior college recruits. There is six of them, and we're, we're really excited to get into this. And I have Avery back again. Um, Avery, thank you again for coming on. I'm, I'm, this is going to be nice because uh, we're going to be doing another recruiting podcast here soon of all the transfer portal guys that hopped in uh, this round of the transfer portal. How's How are you doing today? Doing good. Excited to be on here. We've been planning this for a little while. I'm happy to finally get on and be able to chop it up and talk uh, some football again. Yeah, man. It, it feels like that last recruiting episode we did, it feels like that happened a year ago. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. So much has happened since uh, that recruiting episode in my personal life for a lot of the positive reasons. Um, so I'm happy to be back. And <laughs> Avery and I, we, we talk almost every single day about recruiting and just life. And he's become a good friend as well. So I'm happy to have him back on the pod. Um, and we're, we're excited to get back in. Avery, this is kind of his episode. So because he's watched a little bit more film than I have on this round, um, still need to do some digging when it comes to that. Um, so I'm going to give my little insights that I've seen on all these players. But I mean, starting off at tight end with uh, Billy DeRocher, um, he's 6'4", 235, coming out of Saddleback College. What did you see with him, Avery? Um, he's a JUCO guy with three years of eligibility. That's the first thing. So Chadwell talked about a lot, trying to bring in guys with a ton of eligibility. So you got a guy right there with three years, and I'm sure he can use his red shirt as well. So we got potentially four years out of a JUCO guy. First thing that stands out with him is he is a physical player. Um he loves to block. That's pretty much what most of his highlights are. He's a blocking tight end. He's a big physical guy. Um, he played a lot of H-back uh, at Saddleback, so similar to what Michael Bollinger played for us often. Um, but he is much more athletic, I would say, than Bollinger. Smaller built, but taller as well. Um, he puts a lot of people in the dirt. Uh, he has no problem with putting his shoulder down, putting his helmet down and running through somebody on a pool, on a trap, anything like that. Uh, he has good footwork leading up to the blocks. He makes sure he chops down, gets there. Um, he uses those inside hands really, really well and will drive on his blocks. He's 6'4", 220, like Ben mentioned. That's decent size. He's going to need to add some weight. Uh, but he has athletic potential. Uh, it was very, very rarely used in the passing game at Saddleback, which was disappointing because we saw there was so much potential there. Um, he was productive in his in his games, though. He had three touchdowns in only nine catches, so a third of his catches were for touchdowns. So think about Jerome Jackson, what he did at Liberty. Uh, so he's going to be used primarily H-back. I see, after watching some coastal film, I see exactly why we recruited him and where he fits in. Um, and he's going to just be used in the running game, I think, a lot, and then probably have a few touchdowns just by being that sneaky threat. Again, think about what Jerome Jackson was in the red zone for us. Uh, something interesting about him is that he's mature age-wise more than a typical JUCO guy. He graduated high school in 2019 and then only played one year at JUCO, which was 
this past year in 2022. So we're talking about a guy that's probably around 22 years old. Not sure what happened in between, but we're happy to have him here. Uh, again, his offense was just so limited, but he played a lot of H back and he didn't get a lot of chances to show that athletic ability, but he's a physical guy, great blocker. He's going to score if he gets the chance and hopefully we'll be able to add some opportunities for him to catch the ball and run some routes. Yeah. Um, I do know this, that Chadwell wants to run a lot of 12 personnel. And if you're unfamiliar with the different numbers and personnel, if you're listening to this, 12 means two tight ends. So it's 10. It's always that second number. 10 would be just a follow out, you know, spread offense. 11's one tight end, 12, and then 13. You know, you're looking at the back end number. Um, So, I mean, he loves to run a lot of 12 personnel. And I could see um, he him coming into a lot of uh, goal line situations where he's being utilized um, as a run blocker. Uh, I mean, he has solid hands though. So maybe using him as a disguised run blocker as he releases and gets open in the end zone. So, I mean, him as a whole, whole, he's a great addition uh, with him being so physical, as you said, to, get into a role of being able to be productive in the run game and helping uh, open up some holes for this running back crew that we, we're going to be having this year, which is exciting. So having another guy in there that can, I mean, you're right. You know, he's going to have to add some weight to him. I would like to see him get up to 255, honestly. Um, I think that would be a nice spot for him, um, especially if he's going to be utilized a lot in the in the run game as a blocker. So I'm excited to see where he goes from here. But um, he's he's a good pickup. He's someone that's you know going to be reliable from what I saw with his blocking. Um, he he you know he's he's going to have to ch- I guess you know sometimes peel it back maybe he gets a little bit too handsy at times but you know the the cool thing about with you know Chadwell's system is he's going to be utilized so that's what I'm excited about compared to past um, schemes by previous coaching staffs that weren't going to utilize him and you know I think Bollinger for example could have been utilized a lot more in in the past couple years and he just wasn't so I'm excited to see someone like DeRocher come in and be able to be utilized and used for the proper reason. Yeah, I'll just add one last thing. Um, again, you'll hear this is a common theme with the second signing period. There's a lot of diamonds in the rough, a lot of guys that have a ton of potential. Um, he went to Saddleback Community College. We got pretty lucky with the last guy we got that came from there in Rocket Rahimi. So hopefully we can find another diamond in the rough there. Uh, Offer-wise, um, DeRocher had some, uh, I think it was only, it was only one FBS offer from Texas state. And then he had an FCS from Alabama state, uh, and Moorhead state, and then some division two offers. So he didn't have a ton of offers, but a guy again, with a lot of potential, uh, we saw Texas state was willing to offer him as well as us. So we see the potential for him to be an FBS tight end and he's shown that he can block and he's going to as put on the weight. And then hopefully be used much more in the passing game. Yep. Yep. It's exciting. That's exciting to to hear with, you know, um I, I like the diamonds in the rough. Um 
you know, getting those guys that no one else is going to uh, put a scholarship out there for him. And then he comes in and works his butt off, you know, that's a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, I guess you could say. So excited to have him a part of this team. And like I said, I think he's going to be utilized. So we're, we're excited to see where he goes from here. Moving on to the next guy, got offensive lineman Austin Anderson, who's a guard and tackle from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, Bowling Green High School, 6'4", 290. He was a guy that uh, committed but didn't sign in the first period. He committed before the first signing period back in December um, and then signed, I believe, the day after Wednesday was when he got announced that he signed. Um, Don't really know the reason behind that, but um, that's besides the fact because he is a heck of a football player. Yeah, uh, we talk about Austin and Anderson. Uh, describe him as big, nasty, and physical, which is what you want as a offensive lineman. Um, he played guard, tackle, and center his junior year, so we're talking about a guy that can play all three positions on the line, which is huge when you can recruit guys that already have that so you don't have to move them around and put them in positions that they don't have. Uh, he looks like he played mostly guard during his uh Senior year, with uh, he actually had some snaps at defensive tackle, which is interesting to see. Shows that he's got some athletic abilities, uh, and he's fairly athletic. There's video on Twitter of him getting up and dunking the ball. Uh, so for a guy his size, that's not always the easiest thing. Uh, he's a physical blocker. He loves contact. Uh, he's another guy that just wants to put someone in the dirt every single play. Which we said the same thing about um, Fenimore is that he's gonna have to learn that you know he doesn't have to pancake someone every play. So he has to learn that same thing. He's a little grabby as well. Um, I think his most natural position in college is going to be guard. So he'll need to gain probably 20 or more pounds to be able to really fill in there. Um, thankfully, with the talent we have and the recruiting class that we just brought in, he will be able to red shirt most likely, and he will be able to take that time to really add the weight. Uh, we're going to have to work on some technique with him. Like I mentioned, he gets a little bit of grabby, so we're going to want to make sure he keeps his hands inside. Uh, and that's just due to him just being so physical that those hands will just slip outside and, you know, he'll pull sometimes on some jersey and things like that. But when we really can refine him, he's another diamond in the rough, like we said, a guy that just loves to block, wants to be physical. Um, seems like he really wants to be at liberty. So ton of potential there. Physical player needs to hone in on some things, but. He's got the potential to be a really, really good addition to this offensive line, which it could be really scary in two to three years. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I saw with him, he pulls a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of pulls. And he's very well when it, he does very well with when he pulls, he's able to get to his assignment or get to the first man that meets him there. And if I'm someone who's trying to set the edge with him coming around, I don't. I don't really want to, to be honest, because <laughs> um, he, you know, like you said, he's very physical and he's got great intensity when he blocks. Um, yeah, and I, I thought the same thing with his footwork and hand placement. I feel like that's any offensive lineman coming out of high school. It's very rare to find someone who isn't uh, who who needs who need, who doesn't need uh, development in that area. Um, but. Uh, yeah, he, you're right. He can get a little bit grabby, and I think that, again, goes to um, the fact that he just needs to maintain his intensity that he has and be able to control 
his en- intensity um, at times. So that's where I kind of see it. Um, what else do you have to add? What kind of offers did he get coming out of high school? Yeah, so his biggest offers were Memphis, Marshall, Western Kentucky, uh, Georgia Southern, Army, Air Force, Charlotte. So a bunch of FBS offers. He's clearly an FBS player. Um, it's not like this was a reach at all. He's got the physicality. He's got the size. He's 6'4", 290 to 300. So, And he's got the frame to, again, put on some more weight. Uh, he's going to be a great player for us. You know, uh, High end, we're looking at ceiling-wise starting at guard. Um, low end, I think he's going to be an excellent utility player for us that could be used at a variety of positions. So just to have him on with us and have that physicality is going to be huge for us. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. He, he, he's the fourth lineman that is in a part of the transfer portal. Uh, that was, uh, and we'll get to that lineman later. Um, not this episode, but the next episode, um, you know, having him as a fourth lineman, he's got a lot of potential to continue, uh, to get development as, like you said, gets a year under his belt, redshirt, and, you know, uh, I'm excited to have an Austin Anderson on this football team. Moving on, defensive lineman Larry Jones, 6'2", 240, out of Lakeland, Florida, Lakeland High School. Um, I think he could uh, use another 20 pounds, to be honest, um, at defensive line if he's going to, you know, truly be. But he might just be uh, outside linebacker. I mean, three, four, looking at something like that. What what do you think of him? I, I mean, I'm super hype about Larry Jones. I mean, he's probably my favorite out of this bunch. And that's saying something with the amount of great players we got out of these six players we're talking about. Yeah, I'm super high on Larry Jones. I actually uh, tagged Coach McGee on Twitter and was like, we got to get Larry Jones. Once I saw that uh, McGee was going to be the coach here, just because I watched Larry Jones, I saw he was a coastal decommit. And I was like, he's not committed yet. We need him here. I think he's really, really good, and I think he's really underrated too. Um, 24-7 gave him uh, 84, I think, in their composite score. So free start, 84. That's a pretty good score. But, I mean, he's shown flashes where he's way better than that. He is highly productive, highly productive player. 74 tackles, 48 solo tackles as a defensive end, defensive tackle as senior year. 31 tackles for a loss, 20 and a half sacks, 32 quarterback hurries and two forced fumbles. So kind of shows he's going to get to that quarterback. He's going to get in the backfield. He's going to be disruptive. I mean, that's what you look for in a player, being productive, being disruptive in the backfield. Um, He's just, I mean, he was really impressive. We both were very impressed with him. Uh, Like he mentioned, he played for Lakeland High School, a really good Florida program. Uh, He helped them win the state championship this past year. And they played against Venice High School, another Florida powerhouse. Uh, he finished the state title game with five sacks, which is insane. You're playing against one of the top teams in the state, and you get five sacks on them. Uh, he's a solid pass rusher. He's got a really great rip move. I was really impressed by that. Um, he's going to probably be an outside linebacker, defensive end, uh, depending on our defense. We're still kind of up in arms and what defense we might run here. I think we'll run a combination of defenses. Um, he's going to need to add some weight, but – Ben brought up a great point. He might add that 20 pounds, and he played some in defensive interior line 
interior defensive line, sorry, in high school, uh, could we see him move over there? Maybe, depending on his weight. But we could also see him at outside linebacker at all as well. Just kind of depends on the defense, I think, uh, at, at where he'll be. Um, I thought he deserved some better college offers than he did. We'll get to that at the end. But that's how impressed I was with him. He's got really good size to come out of high school again at 6'2", 240. He takes on poolers well. He's physical, um, which – those two right there could show his nice transition to linebacker. Um, he punches and strips at the ball well and gets that ball loose. He is relentless in pursuit. He'll, uh, he's not going to stop when he's chasing after the quarterback. Uh, that happened quite a bit of times. Uh, he caused penetration. The quarterback tried moving up in the pocket, and he still was able to get to them. So he's a high-effort player. Um, and like I said, he played interior defensive line some. He showed his strength. He was able to bully some bigger guards, bigger centers. Uh, he's going to need to work on when he does get in the backfield, uh, his discipline, not grabbing with his hands on tackles. Uh, he got up high a couple times and would get face mask, get horse collars and swing the guys to the ground, draw some penalties. Uh, so he's going to want to make sure that he wraps up and doesn't reach. Uh, he defeated double teams really well on tape. Uh, he has a decent get off. I wouldn't say it's like super fast, super impressive, but it's a good get off. Um, Again, I think his biggest thing is he's just going to have to work on his discipline, uh, and just because of he gra- just because of grabbing a lot. But I mean, he's got so much potential. Not really sure position wise where he's going to line up. Before I watched the state title game, I was convinced that he was going to be a defensive and outside linebacker. After watching it, I said, you know, if he does put on weight, if he can, maybe potentially move in some interior defensive line and also go out to defensive end, kind of be a tweener there. So. Lots of potential, really, really good player. Could play early as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you hit it all on the, the – I, I mean, I don't even know what else to say with that. <laughs> you covered everything. Um, I was listening to all that, and um, that's just funny. Um, this is just for the uh, jokes for the podcast sakes. My, my dad just called me, which is kind of interesting because it's late at night. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm recording the podcast. And he's like, okay, cool. Talk to you tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, I, I, I've been so busy. That just shows you that I've, I may not have been able to talk to my family and some friends, but I've had to put some different things and whatever. Anyways, but back to Larry Jones. Um, man, he's got tenacity. That's one of the first things that I thought he's got crazy just like motor his motor is just wow and um i think he is a pretty solid first step um when it comes to he there's times though he needs to be careful <laughs> because maybe that'll be called offsides um yeah. but uh he was even used on offense as like a fullback too i don't know if you saw that that was that yeah. was pretty interesting um, but he has multiple tools in his kit. Um, you know, like you said, his rip is really, really good. Um, um, I've seen a lot of uh, power rushes um, when it comes to him. He likes to utilize that as well. Um, so, I mean, overall, very excited about Larry Jones. Um, but uh, that's you covered a lot of what I was going to say. So. <laughs> I think I think he's a steal, and I th- and I mean I he, he came from not only one of the best high schools in Florida, but one of the high schools best high schools in America. So um, yeah. that's huge bringing in stuff like that because that helps with recruiting too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, big fan. What what else do you have to add? What kind of offers did, did uh, Larry get? 
again, I mentioned it. He did not get the attention he deserved. And I think partially could be like uh, Ben mentioned, he played at Lakeland High School, which is stacked. Um, if you were to look at how many defensive players they have that have P5 offers or just offers from FBS schools in general, I legit think it was 10 out of the 11 starters or 11 players that got playing time had FBS offers. So he played on a stack team. So it was uh, us, Arkansas State, Coastal, and then Austin P, EKU, and Duquesne. So two other FBS offers, but, I mean, the potential's there. Um, again, 24-7 rated him as the 84. Um, so other people have seen the potential. We've seen the potential. I think he's going to be a really, really good player for us. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about him, really. Honestly, he's – him and T.J. Bush are the two guys that I've been really, really excited about this recruiting class, and they've both been defensive end-type players and edge rushers, whatever you want to call them, depending on what system we use. So I'm, I'm yeah. really excited to see what how he will be utilized, and um, I think he could be used in a 3-4, um, and I think that's a good transition – um do you, do you have anything else to add about Larry Jones? No, I think we we touched on it all. Okay, good. Um because I think that's a good transition into the next player. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to yep. stop you from adding any more because the next guy, linebacker Brian Whitehead, 62230 coming from Pearl River, Mississippi, uh Pearl River Community College. Um another JUCO guy. He's got hybrid three four four three type um, type potential. More of a, I think he could be a stand up three four. Um, that's what he played from what I saw out of Pearl River. Um, what do you have to say about Brian Whitehead? So he went on Larry Jones as his favorite guy. Brian Whitehead's my favorite guy out of this uh, uh, six guys that we're going to talk about tonight. He's got really good size. Uh, I had him down at 6'2", 240, actually. Uh, he's an elite pass rusher. I mean, elite. He's got everything you look for. He's got moves, speed, get off, everything you look for in a pass rusher. He's got it, high motor. Um, he strips the ball really, really well. When he gets to that quarterback, he's going to get there. He's going to hit arms. He's going to swipe down, knock the ball loose. Uh, I think he had three fumble recoveries, three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, and I think he scored – one, all of them are two out of the three, which is insane. It shows you how athletic he is. Um, he's got some really great bend. I mean, he's got great bend and just hip, great hips. I was really impressed by that. Uh, he's going to beat one-on-one blocks. If you leave him with a tackle, he's going to beat the tackle. He's a freak athlete, super athletic. Uh, he's got really great hands. He knows how to use them. He's going to knock hands away. He's going to get physical. He's going to put hands inside. Um, he's explosive when he gets off the ball, and he's quick. He moves good. Um, he's got a really good rip and dip uh, move, which I saw him use it a couple times, and I was like, wow, that guy can get to the quarterback. Uh, he's a disruptive player. He's going to make an impact on the run game as well as the pass game. So I've been hitting on the pass game, but he's going to get back there. I talked about those strong inside hands. He'll use them. Um, he's got a really great base at 6'2", 240. He knows how to get down low. He knows how to keep his uh, ground and make some plays. Uh, I think, in my opinion – He's a power five defensive end, um, and I will stand by that. He is super fast. He ran a four five forty. This was last year on a laser, so four five forty at six foot two two forty is insane with his the rest of his athleticism. Um, 
Again, like I said, he's going to scoop and score a lot. Uh, I was just highly impressed with him. I want to make a bold prediction, but I want to make it too bold. We lost Darrell Johnson, who is an all-time great Liberty player. I don't want to say he's going to be the next Darrell Johnson, but if we're looking for someone to fill Darrell Johnson's shoes, Brian Whitehead is the guy. Um, Similar, not quite as long as Darrell, but super athletic, gets to the quarterback. Uh, I'm really excited to have him. Yeah. Yeah, I think the difference between him and Darrell is – I think Brian Whitehead is more of a 3-4 linebacker than mm-hmm. like traditional hand-in-the-ground type defensive end. Maybe he could get there, and maybe he could be both. But, I, I mean, I know this. I don't think he's actually going to be a linebacker. I think some people have listed him as a linebacker. I didn't really see too much of his coverage skills, you know, Um on any of his tape, he was used a lot, you know, for what he should have been, which him as a great um, pass rusher and a pass rushing specialist, and he can obviously do very well and hold his own in the run-stopping game. But, um, you know, I think next year he's going to surprise some people. Um, I only chose Larry Jones – as my favorite, just because of I, he'll have more eligibility. And I think mm-hmm. what Larry Jones is doing at 18, he's under. But I think you're right with Brian Whitehead being the closest thing that we can get to replacing Durrell, even though Durrell, my goodness, when it comes on and off the field, he's an all-time Liberty great. And then on top of that, you got to realize, like, you know, the nice thing with, with Brian Whitehead, though, is – He's going to have the experience coming from Pearl River, which coming out of if you're coming out of, of Mississippi Community College, you already know that it's going to be a quality football player because yeah. they run the community college scene. It's like them in Kansas. So very excited to see where um, Whitehead continues to, to develop. But um, what else do you have to say and add about Brian Whitehead? I think he's going to be an instant difference maker for us. Um, he's not going to be a guy that we need the red shirt, in my opinion. I think he's going to play immediately. Um, reminds us of a guy we had last year from Mississippi Community College, and Mike Smith can come in and fill a need and play. Um, his offers were pretty impressive. Uh, UTSA, USF, Toledo, Coastal, FIU, Sam Houston State, ODU, Arkansas. Uh, the list goes on from there. But I think he is a heck of a player, like I said I think he's a power five defensive end when I watched him. I was really impressed. He's an elite pass rusher, a guy that can come in and make an instant impact and instant difference and will be productive. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, Moving on to another Juco Marquise Bell. He's cornerback six foot one seventy five PC PC Palomar community college out of Oceanside, California. Um, my first thoughts right away is he's got good length, but um, decent ball skills. Um, what else do you have to add when it comes to that? Uh, Marquis Bell, I was really impressed with his highlight tapes. Um, uh, I'll touch on a little bit more later on, but I thought he has good size, six foot one seventy five at cornerback, and he looks kind of filled out, um, which is nice to see. He played some safety as well, uh, and. Chadwell specifically mentioned it, one of players that play, can play both corner and safety. So 
He fits what we looked for. Um, he's makes plays on the ball pretty well. Um, he's, he's fairly physical in rerouting receivers from what I saw in his highlight tape. Uh, he's a smart player. I got that from watching his film. He knows what he did well and he understands technique. He'll even like put it in words underneath his highlight tape, what he did specifically well, which shows that he's got the IQ. Uh, he's, he's almost like coaching himself in a way for his highlight tape. Uh, he's more than just an athlete, if that makes sense. Um, I think based on the corner room and based on his tape, he does have potential to come in and compete. Um, I did watch his game film, and I wasn't as impressed as I was with his highlights. I think he's got to be a little bit more physical in the run defensively. Um, but I think he might be more of a safety, maybe, maybe, even though we have him listed as a cornerback. I'm not sure. Um, that's just my insight right now. Uh, and – you know, it's hard to assess a cornerback on tape just because we don't know all the coverages and stuff like that. So I'm impressed with him. Um, I got to watch more of him. I want to see him, you know, if hopefully we can get some spring footage, something like that, um, and some fall footage or just hear things about it. So he's a guy that I see the potential. I just need to see more. Um, I am excited to have him as a part of this team, though, because I can see the potential and see what he can do. Yeah, and from what I've heard from a lot of people is that really it's uh, he's a great character fit, and you know I I I know that uh, you know Brian Whitehead and Larry Jones and DeRocher, I mean, and even the next guy at Javon Ford, we haven't really, I just haven't really seen too much of like the connections or anything. But Marquis Spell with his whole family, it seemed to be very connected with Liberty, and they were posting a lot. So I was able to get some kind of intel, I guess you could say, um, just from hearing around from people. Um, not really any like rumors or anything like that, but he's just a really good high character fit. And I know that Chadwell is obviously going to recruit really high character players, uh, and I'm sure the rest of the players are, but he's one that I've just heard glowing reviews about that whole family and the way he's um, been brought up. He's a believer and, you know, um, he really fits the LEU um, culture. So that's what's really excited. And then the rest is, you know, when you look at his highlight tape, there's a lot of flash plays. And like you said, he's a little bit more of an athlete. Um, he's got, he seems like he's got a lot of intelligent when it comes to football IQ. And, you know, I think my biggest thing was, even though he had all that, he has the length and he's got, uh, you know, he's, I think he's a solid player um, where he's at right now and an okay tackler. There's obviously a lot of things he has to improve on. Um, but with that being said, if he's got high character and he's got the intelligence to want to improve and wants to play for Liberty and be coachable, you're talking about someone that could have a lot of potential to be a very good player for Liberty for the next few years because he only played one year of Juco. So, my biggest thing with him, though, when it came to – it seemed like even in his highlight tape, there was some times where he would – his reactions and his instincts. And I know that instincts come with recognition, but he would sometimes get a little bit late to a play. But thankfully for his athleticism, he would get there. So that's just a little bit what I saw with Marquise Bell. Um from my end, what else do you have to add from him? What type of offers did he get out of uh, Palomar? Yeah, so his two offers, his three offers, I guess, were Liberty, Colorado State, and then ODU. Um, 
So again, he's a guy that has a lot of potential. Um, he 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 made some really good interceptions, made some good plays on the ball. Uh, so I think we're both excited to see what he's going to do. Ben mentioned how great of a, a high character guy he is. So again, you t- take the athletic ability, the potential, and then the high IQ and the character, and he could really be a really good player when he buys in. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's what I'm excited about him. And I, you know, we'll, we'll have to see where, um, his development goes, you know, I, I think he could get redshirted this year and allow, allow himself to get another extra year. So might have technically four years of him. So we'll have to see. Um, but, um, moving on to the next player, another Juco, lots of Juco's in this round of, I think there was only two high school and that's Larry Jones and uh, Anderson, Austin Anderson. So mm-hmm. safety, Jabin Ford, six foot, 175, Coffeeville uh, Community College out of Kansas. Speaking of the Kansas Community College scene, I mentioned that earlier. It's funny. We also got Coffeeville. Um, my first instinct, you mentioned when Marquise Bell maybe being a safety, I think Jabin Ford could actually be a corner. I, I think he could he could do either. You know, we talk about with Chadwell wanting both. He played both. So mm-hmm. um, what else do you have to add about him? Well, Ben, first I just want to say great minds think alike because uh, I definitely <laughs> see him moving the corner, um, especially with his size and just his frame and body build. Uh, he seems much more of a natural corner than safety. But playing both, you can see him playing some nickel, maybe even playing some free safety, things like that. Um, First thing with Jaden Ford is that he's experienced at the next level. He's got three years of eligibility left, but he's played two years at the post-high school level. So he spent one year at Fort Union Military Academy in uh, Virginia. So played some really good prep uh, football there and against some good programs. Then he played one year at Coffeeville, which we just talked about how good uh, and high-level Coffeeville is and Kansas Juco football is. so he's played against high levels of play. He's got that experience underneath his belt. So, and still with three years of eligibility, that's really exciting to have. Um, he's an explosive athletic player, another freak athlete. Um, uh, in high school, he was actually an extremely athletic quarterback, um, mostly a running quarterback, but showcased his arm a little bit too. Um, again, we had him listed as a safety on our website, on Liberty's website, but I see him playing corner. Um, he lined up all over the place at JUCO. Um, he even played some in the box at JUCO, uh, so which was interesting to see for a guy who's only six foot one seventy five. So it shows the coaches trust his physicality. Um, he's got that frame to add more weight, and I think he's going to add more weight once he gets here. Um, he gets his hands on a lot of balls. He's going to go up there and, and try and figure out a way to get his hands on them. He's got really good closing speed because he's so athletic. Uh, he'll get there, whether it's a run, whether it's a screen, whether it's a ball that he was at safety tracking down. He's got good closing speed. Um, he can test a ton of catches. He's going to get there. Um, he's going to try and knock it out. Whether he knocks it out or not, he's going to contest it, and he's going to be physical when he does it. Uh, he's an extremely quick, fast player, fast twitch guy. He ran a four four forty when he was at Fork Union. And I watched this film, and I think that confirmed that he ran a 4-4. It wasn't like I thought that that was far-fetched. Uh, he recovers well the double move routes. I watched him at safety, which is a hard position when you play a double move. A guy ran an out and then made it into a go. He bit down on the out. The guy went for the go, and he turned up and kept up with him well. Um, 
which is hard to do at the safety position because you're coming downhill and having to change direction two different times. Um, he can, he gonna, he's going to get to that ball quick. I saw on a couple screens, a couple pitches, he got out of the corner and got down to that ball fast and laid a hit on the guy. He makes tackles well. Um, he reads and diagnoses screens really well. I saw it a couple times on film. He got screens down. Like He reads them well. I don't know what he's reading, if it's just film, if it's coaching, whatever it is, or if it's just his instincts. He makes plays well. Uh, like I mentioned, he lined up in the box and made some plays there. He is a versatile athlete with great coverage skills. Uh, I think he's going to be a really talented cornerback for us. Um, and if we need to, we can also put him back at safety for some depth too. Um, the more and more I watch Javen Ford, uh, Ben knows this, the more and more I fell in love with him. Uh, really excited to have him here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same. Uh, again, uh, I, I said, you know, um, talked about that. Very good tackler, keeps eyes on the ball and on the quarterback, solid play recognition, stays tight to receivers. Um, my only criticism was, even though he, he can gain, you know, and recover from getting beat, I think sometimes, I mean, that's a good thing, obviously, but I feel like also, too, he, he also needs to be careful <laughs> when he gets beat because he'll, he'll go dive and he plays all out, you know, and then that could always lead to a uh, pass interference, you know, for um, future future reference when it when it comes to playing at this this next level. But overall, you know, super talented player. Um, I I mean, that was the kick block. You know, he had the kick block and smoothly recovers it and then takes it all the way back and he's gone. You know, um, off of a field goal block. Um, I mean. If he doesn't get a lot of time this year, um, when it comes to defense, maybe he's a rotation. He's definitely going to play on special teams as a gunner or something like that. So, I mean, he's got the speed and he's got the got the tackling ability. I would definitely put him on the outside, at least you know, if he's not ready and he needs to get caught up with the scheme. Because I think with the safeties we have coming back and the corners we have coming back. Um, there's some experience. We're going to still need depth, but um, he's going to be a little bit further down the depth chart with the amount of players that we just have on this in the secondary as a whole. Um, so, um, but with that being said, he's still going to get playing time. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to get the most the most playing time out of you know um, traditional recruiting players not the transfer portal players i think he'll get the most because you you know you got brandon bishop coming in we'll talk about him and um some others but um yeah i'm excited about this guy what kind of offers and what else do you have to add 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 to javen ford uh so his only other offer this year appeared to be um odu coming out of juco but What's the deal with good. ODU literally trying to go after the same recruits as we are? <laughs> Not to interrupt, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then uh, he was committed to Georgia State after that prep year, but then it looks like he chose to still go JUCO. Um, had an offer from Southern Utah and Towson as well coming out of um, his prep school. So my guess is he wanted a better opportunity than Georgia State and Southern Utah and Towson, so he chose to go JUCO. Uh, and came to Liberty. Uh, he played in a really, really talented uh, DB room at Coffeyville. All four of the DBs there committed to go Division One, 
So really talented room there, which I think is why he did play safety. I think he's most naturally a corner, but just based off of him being talented, they were able to move him back to safety. Again, super explosive player. Um, like Ben mentioned, he's a special teams guy for sure because of his high effort. Um, I watched him be on the opposite side, um, safe, uh, cornerback, sorry. He's lined up at corner one time when I watched his full game film. Um, there was like a five-yard out route that the receiver broke a tackle and ran up the field. Um, he wasn't able to get there in time, but he literally ran 65 yards down the field and almost caught the receiver, caught him at the goal line and tackled him into the end zone. So high effort, physical, super athletic, fast. I mean, the potential's there. He's going to get playing time in some type of ways. That he's built for special teams. Um, but like he said, if not this year, next year, we'll see him in the cornerback rotation. Yeah. Agreed. I agree. Well, that's that's everything of those six players. We're going to be talking about the transfer portal players next. Um, I mean, uh, that's going to be – we're going to try to record that next week and then get it out the following week, so we're looking at probably early March. But, um, I mean, it, I, I'm excited about this class of six guys. Um, we're, we're – I mean, we're both guys who have thought very, very uh, – highly of the first recruiting class, I guess you could say for Jadwell. It's not his true recruiting class because he didn't recruit everyone um, initially. Um, however, I mean, I'm excited to, with the program's direction and bringing in some of these JUCO guys that can get into the program in the spring is very helpful as well. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of guys that played different positions as well. So Chadwell talked about that one and guys that have some familiarity at different positions, uh, which I think is going to be huge. Uh, a lot of guys with a ton of potential. Um, these six, I think are going to be good for us. Uh, we might not see all their names brought up this year, maybe not even next year, but if we're looking two years down the road, all these guys are going to be key components of this program. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Avery, thank you again for your time tonight. Um, you know, I guess you guys are going to have to get used to the Ben and Avery show at times uh, when it comes to recruiting. <laughs> uh, thankful for the friendship um, that we've we've had and um, uh, really appreciate the, um, all the support that you, you put into uh, Flames recruiting. Um, I don't think people – I mean, I've talked to this with some guys. I'm like, dude, I don't think you guys realize how much Avery puts into looking into Liberty football recruiting. It's, it's really impressive. So, um, but most of all, I do appreciate you and, and as a personal friend and uh, it's just been fun to do this with you. So again, I appreciate you having taken your time as you have family and other things. I know we all have our busy lives, but um, I'm happy to hop back on and get back after it and studying recruits and, I'm hoping to put a lot more film time in this week for the transfer portal, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me, Ben. It's always fun. So looking forward to our transfer portal talks. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you all your listeners. Make sure you uh, give Avery a follow on Twitter, BeMoreGoat98. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for listening. Go Flames and God bless.